Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list, winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Welcome to the ID10T podcast number 1066. Sending out happy, positive, good things at you. Uh, boy, that was smooth. Ah, I don't know. I mean, I know I say the same thing at the top of every episode, but it doesn't change the fact that uh, I hope you're doing well. Um, and I hope you're hanging in there. And if you need help for any reason, I hope that uh, you're able to ask for it and get it. So that's it. Just hang in there. Hang in there. We're getting through this. I promise we're getting through this. But uh, let's talk about events right now, since there are not really a lot of IRL events. Let's talk about stuff that you're working on in the ID10T community, events at ID10T.com. Like Nikki, who writes, "Uh, I'm a big fan of the podcast. also enjoy hearing you share about what people out there are building. Excited to share that I have also now built a thing, an Android app to keep track of all my cross-stitch threads on my iPhone. Cross-stitching has been a hobby of mine for a while now. I worked as a product manager in software, and... And it's hard to feel like I've accomplished something because software is notoriously never done. Cross-stitching allowed me to create something tangible and gave me a way to um, meditate and unwind from stressful days. That's brilliant. Nikki, that is a brilliant way to put it. Uh, I was laid off from a job I loved back in January. My entire team was let go, actually. It was a huge shock and surprise for the company, not only because no one on my team was underperforming, um, but it was a rash decision made by a not good boss, but I was also 35 weeks pregnant. I grieved and was angry for several days, but then I decided to channel my free time into something productive. I learned how to code a, a mobile app to keep track of all the thread I've amassed for all my projects. These days, due to the state of the economy and the fact that I have now a two-month-old baby, finding work has been difficult. But I'm continuing to work on my app when I have time to make more updates and improvements. I would love to have fellow stitchers try it and give me feedback and ideas to make it even better. The app is called Thread Stash, and you can find it in the Google Play Store. Nikki, I'm so sorry that you were having a rough time before the pandemic and quarantine, but I, I applaud you for really focusing in on something that really meant something to you. And this is exactly what I'm always talking about. Like you're passionate about this. And so that's what you're able to focus on. Even uh, while going through a pregnancy and a birth and having a baby, you still managed to find time to do this. And I just have all the respect in the world for it. And I wish you all the best. So uh, anyone out there who is a fellow stitcher uh, and you're on Android, uh, go look up Nikki's app. Thank you so much, Nikki. And events at ID10T.com is how you can get your thing mentioned on the podcast. This episode is Vivica A. Fox, who is promoting a film that looks fantastic called Arkansas. It is available on Apple TV, Amazon, On Demand right now. It came on May 1st, right now. Um, it was directed by Clark Duke, who's a super funny dude and a great actor. And honestly, this movie looks fantastic. I mean, legitimately fantastic. So check it out. You can right after this podcast if you want. Speaking of podcasts, Vivica has launched her own podcast called Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. She is just such a, a, a was such a breath of fresh air to talk to her in this podcast. She brought so much 
happy, positive uh, energy. And I even said to her at the end, like, you really elevated my mood because of your energy. And it, and it just it just showed to me it demonstrated like, look, we can easily get in our own heads about stuff. And when we get in our own heads about stuff, we can forget that we that that kind of mood is projecting onto the rest of the world, which does affect other people. Now, technically, you can't make anyone feel anything. However, you know, if you're grumbly or you're not communicative or you're shut down or something, it does happen from time to time, but it's not a necessarily a wonderful place to exist all the time. And it just reminded me like, yeah, when you're, you know, when you are um, uh, positive and when you're upbeat and when you're happy and appreciative and joyful, it really does help other people. Honestly, I did this podcast with her and I felt amazing the rest of the day. So thank you to Vivica A. Fox um, for such a wonderful conversation. This is the ID10T podcast number 1066. And let's roll it. Initiating ID10T protocol. going on in the world that's good that's good how are you guys doing you know we're hanging in there we're hanging in there it's it's crazy that we are able to still do these kinds of things i mean not only i think is it a great distraction for people who are just looking for you know content to listen to and take up their time but Mm -hmm. it has been an amazing distraction for us to be able to 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 do these it's 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 really kind of a it's something I'm very grateful for. Agreed. Because uh, I'm going to tell you the first couple of weeks of this, at first I was kind of like, oh, great. I don't have to be so busy. I'll catch up on some sleep. Second week, I got organized, caught up on everything. Third week, I was like, okay, getting a little bored. <laughs> getting a little bored here. So now the beautiful thing is that I got a couple of wonderful things to promote. I now have a new podcast show, Hustling with Vivica A. Fox. So That's I get fantastic. It. Yes, I just launched yesterday. Oh my gosh. Yay! See, you've so, already figured out something to do in the quarantine. Absolutely. I've been interviewing folks and I love podcasts. They're fun. They're uncensored. They're unfiltered. So let's have some fun. I want to hear about your podcast because yes. I want to hear what... You know, how long have you been listening to podcasts? When did you decide, like, this is something that I'm going to do? And then just what's the sort of the basic idea of it? You got it. Um, Hustling with Vivica Fox is my new podcast that just launched uh, yesterday. My very first guest that I had was my business, business partner, And my BFF, Lita Richardson, someone that I've known over three decades who we've went through so many wonderful blessings and trials and tribulations. So we talked about basically sharing the secrets of my success, what it was like building a partnership, what it's like being successful women. And I actually got the podcast because of her. Uh, Lita works with Stage 29 Productions, who is Dr. Phil's company. Last year, I had a talk show called Face the Truth, where I was the host of the show. And in the past, I had been on Dr. Phil's show many, many times. And he was always like, I love when Vivica comes on. She's so fun. If ever I can find an opportunity to work with you, I will. So he gave me a talk show. And unfortunately, we didn't make it because we got caught up in the Les Moonves uh, thing. And it was the last of his shows. And you know, when the new executives come in, then they cancel every damn thing. Well, that sucks because that's not his fault. Exactly. And we were doing so good. We were like the freshman show, like our ratings were growing by 10, 20%, which was like unheard of. Cause like daytime TV is kind of like dying. And I was bummed. I really was. Cause I loved my girls. It was a panel with Ariba Martin, Dr. Judy Ho, Judge Scary Mary, Rosie McCardle. And our goal, because we were all women from different walks of life, lives was to help people live their best lives. And make them face the truth. And so I was really bummed. But the beautiful thing out of it was Dr. Phil, when it was all over and his production staff was like, oh, honey, we don't, you. So uh, 
Lita gave me a call and says, so Vivica, uh, Jay, who was Jay McGraw, uh, Dr. Phil's son, wants to do a podcast and Dr. Phil in stage 29. I was like, great, a podcast. Uh, uh. She's like, yeah, it's kind of like now it's a new rage. Everyone's doing these podcasts. And I've done podcast interviews in the past with like uh, Brandy Glanville, I uh, did some other people's, but I just can't remember their names off. And I enjoyed them, but I was like, me, a podcast? She's like, yeah, it's like having your own talk show. And it's actually funner because you like, most of the time you don't have to sit through hair and makeup and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, that gets, it's getting even better. She says, and you can have fun. You don't have to be so guarded and waiting for people to trip you up or that kind of things. Like when you go on talk shows and everyone, like you said, sometimes is looking for a click. So needless to say, here we are. And I launched it yesterday with her, Lita Richardson. My upcoming guests are Kim Whitley, Lunell, Claudia Jordan, Waka Flocka, Tammy Rivera. I interviewed Mary Wilson yesterday, which was oh, wow. off the chain. Uh, Johnny Gill. Did I say Johnny Gill? Some oh, of my really? girls. Oh, that's great. So, you know, I've been in this business for three decades. So I'm so blessed that in the meantime, I've built some wonderful relationships. So, oh, Tommy Davidson, DeAndre Whitfield, like I got some great guests and we had fun. And the beautiful thing was that people get, will get to know Vivica behind the scenes, what it's like to work with me, what it was like knowing me for such a long time. So I love it. And we're a new show premieres every Thursday. That is fantastic because yeah, I mean, there's just so much more freedom in podcasts. There's so more freedom of content. There's not anyone leaning over your shoulder saying, mm-hmm. Oh, the demographics want this and this audience needs this and that audience. And then the sponsors want that. Like you can do literally whatever is like, it's, it's the, I think you'll, I think it sounds like you're already way, 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 way in love with it, but it's just the idea that it is the most pure expression of who you are and what you're into. And then that's what people will connect with. So I'm so glad that you were able to, spin something positive out of that experience. Yes. I, I, I at first I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little intimidated because I just was, didn't know, but now it's like, Ooh, I got it. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I'm glad to know that you like hosting stuff too, because it just opens up a whole other world of, you know, I mean, you, you, you've been, you've had such a great career and you've gotten to do so many different things. Is this, is this different than anything you've done before? Well, I've hosted for a very long time, but different formats. Like back in the day, let's go all the way back. I hosted the Soul Train Awards. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, when Don Cornelius was still alive. Don Cornelius. Uh, I know. It's the Soul Train. <laughs> it was like, you know, I grew up on that. So, um I, I, I was a dancer uh, on the rafters. Like when I moved from Indianapolis to, to California, my girlfriend was like, you want to come and go on Soul Train with me? I was like, hell yeah, girl. Soul Train? Oh my God, I'm going to get to meet Don Cornelius. So in the years, I went on there, I danced, I did the Soul Train line, I did the Soul Train scramble board. And then I became an actress. And Don always remembered me. And then I started hosting the awards. And um, I was so sad when he passed away. But he was a really nice man. And then from Soul Train Awards, uh, I then hosted the Mob Wives reunion shows. I hosted Mob Wives reunion shows, Jersey Licious, uh, Bring It. There's a show, Bring It. Uh, so I started hosting those kind of things. So I've always kind of hosted, um, but I'd never been a talk show host. So right. then when I did Face the Truth, which is five days a week, and those are very long hours, and we were shooting eight shows a week in two days. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Phil don't play though. Dr. Phil's <laughs> like, look here, we gonna work now. He's got it work. down. Dr. Phil has it down. Yes, he really does. So it was a good fit for me and I, I really enjoy it. I always think it's good when people who are performers also host because you've been on the other side of it. So, you know, you know how it feels to have someone host something that you're that you're a guest on. So I think that helps, helps. make you a more empathetic host, like a mm-hmm. just kind of understand how performers feel. And you know, like it, it, I just think it, it it really helps. It really helps make it a much more comfortable experience for everyone. Absolutely, because you know sometimes you go on talk shows and you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. So I always 
like you said, it's like being a director for a movie as an actress. You understand what the actor goes through as a director. And, and sometimes because you have experience, the actor will feel more comfortable with you. They won't be so intimidated, like, oh my gosh. And for the podcast show, because I've been on the other side of being the guest, the, and, and most of the people know me, it just creates a relaxed atmosphere. And I'm grateful for that. Did you start with, what, did you get your start in soaps? Was that how you started? Ultimately? I did. Oh I mean, my that gosh. to me seems like, like, like a boot camp of an acting experience because you, aren't they just giving you pages like the day you're shooting? I mean, isn't it just 25, like, 25 yeah. pages. It's like you do about 20 pages of dialogue. And when you finish that night, a new script slides underneath your door. So you're right. It was for me. Uh, I started off in soaps, like going to the boot camp of acting. And soap opera stars are so underappreciated. The fact that they can deliver five shows a week, go home and memorize 20 pages of dialogue is a true work of art. I mean, it takes it takes it takes chops that it's like it helped me later when I went and did a movie and we did like two pages a day or three pages a day like wow that's all we got to do today (laughs) 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 that's it so it it, it helped me learn to memorize it helped me learn to get in touch with my emotions because you had to walk talk walk talk look cute do a hair toss and cry (laughs) all in less than 30 seconds also be a murderer you never know right yeah Yeah. yeah, and then have that dun 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 dun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you you made the jump from from soaps to like really huge movies at, at a time when that was not incredibly common. Like it was a the business was so segmented, you know. And I would say like now everyone does everything, you know. It's right, like content is content, and there, there's you know tons of crossover. So what was the? How did you? what was the process of like making the jump from uh, from soaps over to like, I don't know, like to when I started doing movies and like say night contract. Yeah. Or, like, you know, like any, anything that you kind of jumped o- over into that, um, that was not soap. Well, I'll never forget that I was on days of our lives. Uh, and it was my very first role. I played April Sutton. I was a nurse and they, at the time, they didn't give me a contract. And then I had days off because, you know, when you first start and you're not an established character, you're not working five days a week. Right. So I had some days off and my agent was still sending me out on stuff. And then I got a part on the show, China Beach. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Was and days of our lives, I remember there were two conflict days and they wouldn't let me out. My agent was like, well, if they're not going to give you no contract and China Beach paying more, we got to go. So I left. So China Beach then led to so many other things. And then I got out all night uh, with Patti LaBelle. That was my first sitcom. And then I became part of the NBC world where I did like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and things like that. And then that then led to Independence Day where, oh, no, no, didn't I did Young and the Restless? And I went back to Soaps. And then the producer's wife of Independence Day saw me on Young and the Restless. And they were having a hard time finding a love interest for Will, the the character, Jasmine. And I had to audition six times because I remember hitting my agent going, why the hell am I not getting an audition? She said, honey, that's a big movie. You just own a soap opera. So you probably ain't going to get an opportunity. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. that's a very limiting, that, that was very limiting. Yeah. And so um, I auditioned six times and uh, I got Independence Day, which back in the day, 20 years ago, uh, almost what made a billion dollars. It made like $800 million worldwide. So yeah. it became like that first summer mussy popcorn kind of movie that now they've got them all the time. Yep. Uh, but then that led to movie after movie, set it off, kill Bill, booty call, uh, to can play that game. Like it was nonstop for me. And then from there, then uh, I got my own series missing um, on Lifetime and I became a producer and now I produce movies for Lifetime. So it's been a wonderful chapter, uh, a wonderful way of going into new chapters for me, the way that my career has unfolded. And I would most definitely say that's because of my business partner and my mentor. Um, 
Lita Richardson. She's always there, like, make sure you read your contracts. Make sure that if you've greenlit films that you get another credit as a producer credit. She's always helping me to look at the business side of show business, which is something that I, when I wrote my book, Every Day I'm Hustling, that I shared those secrets of my success to pass on to younger generation, young actresses coming up, or anybody in general getting in business. Well, yeah. So just let's, if you just, obviously not to give too much of the book away so that people will, you know, be able to get it and read it. Oh, it's okay. It's been out for two years, honey. It's okay. Yeah. But just, but just some, you know, just some bullet points of things that you think were the most valuable Mm -hmm. lessons that you learned or things that you, that you did or advice that you give to people who were, is it, is it, is it entertainment business specific or is it just sort of business in general? It's business in general. I mean, my book was about kind of like how I am, how I've got so many things going on. My book was about fitness, fashion, relationships, Uh, learning to get out of your own way, family. It was about a lot of different things, kind of like the journey of becoming Vivica Fox. So I have a lot of lessons in there um, about fashion, like learn to dress high, low, learn to shop on a budget. Um, When it comes to relationship, the do's and the don'ts. Uh, When it comes to work, showing up with an attitude of gratitude. Don't let anyone work harder than you. Let's talk about getting out of your own way. I think that is probably the most significant human lesson that people can learn. Okay, I had to learn it. Getting out of your own way because, you know, the voice in your head, like the voice that this sort of, whatever the dialogue that people have with themselves inside about how they approach the world, I think a lot of people don't realize that they can, you know, effectively kind of control that dialogue to a degree. But some people, I think, allow themselves to be led around by it. You know, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I shouldn't do this. Oh, it's dumb. Mm-hmm. And, you know, rather than kind of finding ways around that or asking better questions of themselves. So wh- wh- what are some of the ways that you have gotten, that you learned to get out of your own way? Well, I used to be, I, and still am, a little hot-tempered little thing. You know what I mean? So sometimes I would just pop off and... <laughs> My daddy gave me a a huge lesson in life. He used to always say to me, because he saw me, because I think I got my temper from him. And the older he got, he would be like, baby, learn to attack intelligently. Oh, nice. You ain't always got to be, you know, the bull in the uh, China store and and crash and everything. And then turn around and go, how did that happen? Well, you did it. uh, Because you didn't attack intelligently. So also learning to... Show up with an attitude of gratitude. Like I said, learning to listen, uh, not to be so reactive. Learn to build healthy relationships with people because uh, you never know one day that person that you showed an act of kindness to may hire you or may remember you. Things like that. Right, right, right. And then what about because you've done so many different things, you, you obviously didn't limit yourself. Mm-hmm. You never thought, oh, like your manager said, oh, you know, this is, you're a soap person. You can't do this. So what was it about you that made you decide, yeah, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to, I'm going to pursue these things because I know that I can achieve them because you, you must have, there must be multiple times in your career, like in that situation where you had to cheerlead yourself. Uh, oh, absolutely. But I, I also share that in my book, too, about building a good team. Um, I have a wonderful agent. I have a wonderful business partner. I have a wonderful publicist. You've got to surround yourself with people who get you and see things for you that possibly you didn't see for yourself that challenge you. Like my publicist got me my book deal because he was like, so Vivica, I think it's time for you to do a book. And I was like, oh my God, you're going to give me another job? No, I'm not ready to share everything just yet. And he's like, you don't have to share everything, Vivica. Do a book because you're a woman that's in your fifties, that's now having an amazing resurgence in your career that a lot of women, they stop thinking they still have something to offer. So share your secrets of your success. And I said, oh, oh, okay. I thought you wanted me to do like a kiss and tell book. And he's like, no, you know, that can come later. (laughs) 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 So so we uh, did the book and then like my, how my publicist, I mean, not my publicist, my business partner, how she turned me into a producer, um, how my agent 
um, make sure that, you know, she goes after jobs or, or helps me to, uh, every time that we produce a film for lifetime to make sure that we're more involved with the script. So it's just surrounding yourself with people who get you and getting rid of the takers, people that just take from you and to not be afraid to say, I don't have to do this and then challenge yourself to do things that you wouldn't do. Yeah. But I also, you know, there is that big thing. You sort of touched upon it a little bit about someone saying like, oh, you know, at a certain point, I shouldn't, I guess I'm done or I shouldn't. But it's also thinking enough of yourself to believe that you deserve for good things, right? That Absolutely. You, that you don't deserve to be limited or that you don't deserve to like, oh, I, I guess, you know, I guess I had my time and I shouldn't like, well, who's, te- you don't have to do, you don't have to believe that, <laughs> you know? So... It's, it's, it's called not li- living without regrets. That whole woulda, shoulda, coulda. I, I don't know if you've ever heard that. Woulda, shoulda, coulda. Uh, you don't want to live with regrets. Try. If it doesn't work out, you can say, hey, I tried it. I, have a, I also have another saying called live, love, laugh. Live. Open yourself to love. And then if things don't work out, it's okay to laugh that, hey, it didn't work out. You tried it. Right. Right. But that, but putting, but people putting themselves out there because obviously, you know, no one likes to feel rejected. No one likes to feel like their idea didn't work. And so there's obviously something about your spirit that is able to, and you know, I'm sure in the moment it sucks when things don't work out, when the talk show didn't work out. I'm sure there's a little bit of a mourning period, but, but still, you know, there are people in the world who would have given up after that. And then there are people like yourself who just said, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep making stuff and I'm just going to, I'm going to find whatever it is. And that is a, that's a different, that is, that is a skill set that I think a lot of people can cultivate, you know, whether it came naturally to you, I don't know, or whether you had to cultivate it, but. I had to cultivate it because I'm glad that you're like, you, you seem like you do it. Well, listen here. I had a lot of shows that when they got canceled originally when I was much younger in the early parts of my career that I would cry a river. I would cry. I, I remember, never forget, I did a show with Patti LaBelle called Out All Night and we had just did an amazing tape show the day, the night before and we came in and we were ready for a table read and like, yeah, this is going to be great. Oh my God. And they're like, uh, we're canceled. I was like, what? <laughs> oh my God. Patti LaBelle said, baby, oh my goodness, you are just over there. Just to, She said, honey, you go back to the drawing board. You figure out what's next. So I guess over the years, having shows that worked and some that didn't work, that you just, my back, I got stronger each time. But if it didn't work, back to the drawing board. Okay. What, I still have more to offer. Just never limiting myself. Yeah. And it seems like now the sort of, um, the people with the kind of entre- entrepreneurial spirit that have found a lot of success in this kind of like crazy multi-platform multimedia world that we live in now do a little bit of a lot of different things. And I remember when I was growing up, that was not really taught, you know, I I feel like I was taught and maybe, maybe you can tell me if you experienced the same thing where people would say like, just do one thing and just do that thing really, really well. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's not necessarily how this world is set up. You kind of have to do a lot. Like the one thing that you do well, maybe is doing a lot of different things. For me. Oh yeah. I'm definitely a multitasker. I love doing different things because I just think doing one thing in life can just be boring, Yeah, you know? And like I said, I'm just glad that I have a team like my business partner. She got me my hair collection. My agent turned me a producer. My publicist turned me into an author. So, um, you just, I, I just, I, I believe in expanding my horizons and living life to the fullest that when I shut this girl down, I would have showed her a good ass time. <laughs> but the thing is, they couldn't have, they couldn't have made you do those things if you didn't have it in you. Do you know what I mean? Like you, yes, they might've directed you in those, in those areas, but you still took up the challenge and you still completed it. How do you, how do you see something through when you're wading into new territory or when you have doubts or when you have, you know, Oh gosh, I don't know. I've never done this before. It feels weird. It's a little uncomfortable. How do you push through? Uh, I apply myself. Um, I never sign up for something that I'm going to half-ass do. Um, 
that means if I'm doing a role that's going to be challenging and it's something as an actress that I've never done before or a character that I can't relate to, I will hire an acting coach. I will apply myself. I will study that character. I put my absolute best foot forward. Yeah. Um, so that people will be like, okay, you sucked and you sucked because you didn't apply yourself. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, if you're going to do something, do the homework, put your best foot forward. I've always believed in doing that. And for myself, just to rewind you back why I'm such a type A personality growing up, I played basketball, volleyball track, and I was a cheerleader. I was my mama's most hyperactive child. So <laughs> so you had a, you had a lot of energy to burn out. Basically. Oh, always. They used to call me Cartwheel Angie. <laughs> That's my nickname for the A is Anjanetta. My base because I was always just I just always had a lot of energy. So, I mean, I don't see any reason why you know once you launch this podcast and start doing the podcast, I really don't see any reason why you couldn't develop that into another talk show. I mean, it just because the one didn't work out doesn't mean that you won't end up doing another one listen i'm with you on that i this i would love that i've actually thought of that like this i hope this goes great and it can lead to me being back on tv five days a week because i loved it i loved having a talk show and if i was an actress an actress i would probably be a sportscaster because i love sports i love being busy. I just, I, 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 I love watching ESPN. So I hope it does lead to me getting another talk show. That'd be awesome. Listen, I just, you know, I'm sure your team is already thinking in this direction, but right now, because the business is in such a weird state, I believe that a lot of, I think that a lot of companies are looking for ways to do programming that is non-scripted. So Mm -hmm. post-driven programming content, because you know, a lot of the scripted stuff had to shut down. And so they're, I know they're looking for programming to fill those gaps and also programming that is not of the budgets that the, the, the scripted shows are, you know? So I don't know. I feel like now that you've started this podcast, it seems like you have a thing that you could be pitching. I, I think now may be a good time to start having those conversations because it always takes you know, yeah, eight to 18 months to from the time you pitch something to, you know, to be able to get it on the air. So if that happens, if you get it on the air, you have no idea. Yeah. How many, how many pitch meetings that went nowhere, but that's part of it. You're listening right now. So I don't know. It sounds like, it sounds like there's opportunity. That would be great. I mean, now it's changing so much because you've just got so many genres from Amazon, Hulu, Netflix. I mean, you just got so many different, uh, what would I call that? Uh, uh, yeah, there's so many. Yes, exactly. That, that the weren't there before. Is, the great thing is, is that you, it's, it seems like you really, you know who you are and you know what you like. And that unique collection of things that you're into is different than anybody else. You know, like you're, you have this specific collection of interests. So I don't know. I think, I think you could make your show anything that you want it to be that is about all these different things that you're into. I think it sounds really cool. Well, like I said, for my show, I, I've got people from all different walks of life too. Cause then coming up, I'm going to be interviewing some of my girls from the WNBA. Cause I've been a sponsor of uh, the WNBA LA sparks for the last five years. Um, so that's where I kind of get to do my sportscaster thing. You know what I mean? And what do you learn from these folks? Like when you're talking to people, like different people who've different people that you admire, different people in your life that you've achieved stuff. Are you, do you sort of collect little nuggets of wisdom along the way, you know, particularly from, you know, WNBA, just the discipline that it takes. What have you, what have you been able to take away from that? Like you said, learn what it's like to be in their shoes. Like I learned from the WNBA girls, I had no idea that those girls weren't really being taken care of uh, as far as pay, their accommodations, uh, that a lot of them have to, when the season's over, go play over in Europe just to make a decent salary. They make more money over in Europe than they do in America. And it's trippy because college basketball, when you go to the games, the arenas are packed. So it's like, where does everyone go? Right. So w- I've been working with the WNBA, uh, like I said, uh, 
from the beginning. I mean, I was there when Lisa Leslie and all those girls, I did a film called Joanna Man years yes. ago. Remember that? And I, a lot of the girls came and played. So I've been a huge fan because I played basketball growing up. Um, and so to know when I became more financially involved as far as being a sponsor and going, Hey, we got to fill these arenas. We got to get these girls bigger salaries. We got to get these girls bigger um, exposure, learning that part of the business and how as a celebrity, I can lend my voice and to bring more awareness to their plight. Um, I've enjoyed, but it's been tough. Yeah. And, and so I would imagine, uh, is there any talk about when, I guess no one really knows when anything's playing again, right? Everyone's just sort of in a holding pattern. Yeah. I mean, tonight's going to be the WNBA draft and they're doing it. Uh, uh, what's it called? How everyone's doing it now where, you know, it's like, uh, like the video conferencing basically. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, and just imagine, see, that's what pisses me off that it's like, this thing is taking away those moments of having your family sitting in the audience and they call your name and everybody's crying and you can always have that moment of, and such and such is the fourth round pick, you know, like, uh, I just, I feel so bad for them. You know, some of the athletes that were going to the Olympics, uh, you know, just all these wonderful moments that we're missing out on that, you know, only happen for people once in their lifetime. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But again, it's just that thing of like, you just, you know, you can only control what you can control, you know? Absolutely. And and they're going to make the best of it. They're going to figure it out. Like uh, I've already been talking to my, to the Sparks and, and we're like, Hey, is the season going to happen? Cause it was supposed to kick off uh, in a couple of weeks. They had given them a longer season. They had given them more exposure and given them all of these things that they were just due. And then boom, a little bit of a setback, but they're staying positive. Good, 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 good. Did you did you ever do any like commentating? Who me? Oh, I could do that as well too. Sure, I told you I could be a sportscaster because I know the plays. I, I I know it with the block and I know the plays and all of that good stuff. That'd be fun too. Go ahead, give me another job, baby. Gosh, I don't know. It just I don't know. It just says like you do so many different things, and it just it just feels like it feels like there's so much opportunity out there, you know. And it when a time when it feels like maybe, oh, there are less opportunities because nothing's being made at the moment. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, you have so many different interests and it just seems like, God, there's, there's just these really fun little things. I don't know. I'm very invested in you right now. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you. You know what? But this is what's great about doing a podcast. Like you said, what are those nuggets you take away? You get to learn things about people you never knew. You probably just kind of saw me like as an actress and now you're like, wait a minute, she dig sports. She could be a sportscaster. Yeah. Well, it just multitaskers recognize other multitaskers and, and, and people who, who really, you know, at a certain point for whatever reason decide like, I'm going to make my own way. I'm not going to just be, you know, like a, a, like a floating piece of driftwood in this business waiting for someone to pick me up and, and hire me. Like I'm going to carve exactly. my own. And yep. you know, I've certainly had to do that. And so when I recognize it in someone else, I just get excited. I'm like, oh my God, because I just, I, I'm, I empathize with it. I feel it. And, you know, it can be, uh, it can be a harder path sometimes, but I think it's a more rewarding one because you are much more the architect of it. Exactly. And, and that's what I try to pass on to Generation Next. The, chase, the choices that you make today can affect the rest of your life. So try to make good choices and don't limit yourself and be nice. And, and you just never know, you know, and, and enjoy life. It's just Boy, that's such... so hard to that's so hard to absorb when you're in your twenties though because it's hard to just you know you think time is infinite and you think you just think ah you know whatever I'll get to that sooner or later I mean what would you, what would you tell twenty five year old Vivica right now? Well, twenty mm, five year old Vivica was uh, quite the wild child. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh, so glad social media wasn't out when I was 25. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it was the 80s, honey, in LA, okay? Oh my God. Oh, I can't even imagine. Oh my God. Yeah, I didn't move here until 1987, I don't think. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I had fun. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I would just tell her to be patient, to apply herself. Um, How do you to know that she gracefully... Go ahead. 
how do how do you cultivate patience? It can be a very difficult thing to cultivate when you when you want things to happen immediately and and specific. Oh wow, specifically right now mm-hmm. when we are forced to, we have no choice but to be patient. Exactly. We're not only are we not necessarily able to do the things that we want to do, but also there's the anxiety of like not knowing when or not knowing if we're safe and not knowing you know what the world is going to look like in three six nine months. So. What are some good ways to cultivate patience? Well, for me, I'm going to be very honest with you. I I, I didn't become a patient person until I became older. Mm-hmm. Um, to know, you know, they got those, say those old sayings, patience is a virtue. Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. Uh, that you learn those things to sit still and wait, chill out, be observant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that uh, to me comes with maturity. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. That's why Huggies is the number one best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit and 12-hour protection against leaks. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. So what do you think people should do when they're sitting? Impatient? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it being still is tough, you know, like being mm-hmm. still is tough because when you're still, you're alone with your thoughts and you got to feel them and process them and figure them out. You know, it's like we are, it, it, we, we can only distract ourselves so much when we're having to to sit still, you know? So. Yeah, well, then that's when you learn to be creative and get organized, and find other things that make you happy. The simple things in life. Like I, I built, I, I'm now about to move into a new house and this will be house number five or six for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned to figure out different things that make me happy. Like uh, this is going to sound crazy, but like figuring out what I want my wallpaper to look like, what, how I want to create the energy for my bedroom, uh, what kind of plants, looking up different plants, just like keep your mind going. And then believe it or not, I started binge watching the game show and the game show network because I wanted to trivia things like that. It's just like, you just learn to keep your mind moving and not go toward the darker side of depression. And what was me? This is, this sucks. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, Hmm. All right. Well, the lady that normally comes and takes care of my plants ain't coming. So let me take care of my plants. You see what I'm saying? I know it's like stupid stuff. Go in the backyard, smell the roses, look at your roses bloom, trim them. Just do something. Yeah. Use it as an opportunity to notice the things that we never notice because we're in motion all the time. Exactly. Do you journal or do you do anything? Do you like, do you write out stuff? I used to. Yeah. I don't, I used to journal a lot because I wasn't as busy as what I am. But now I've just got so many things going on. Um, uh, I journal different things. Like I, like I said, I was journaling like for my new house, what each room is going to look like and what do I want it to represent and yeah. what color, you know? So it's like, I do different things now besides sitting down and saying, so today I sat in my house wondering what the hell is going on. I can't have any company. You know, I just, yeah, I don't do that. I always like try to look at things um, creatively and positively. This quarantine is just one long day. It sure is. I did the other day go, what's today, y'all? Everybody's like, what's what's, what's the day? I have to constantly remember what day it is. I keep forgetting today we're recording this is Friday. I keep going, is it Tuesday? I know. Yeah. I know. Now I, that happened to me today. I was like, Oh my God, the weekend's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then you're like, damn, we got two more weeks of this crap. By the way, <laughs> by the way, the, the movie that you came on to initially promote looks awesome. 
Oh, yes. Looks so good. And I had no idea Clark Duke was directing. How about that? Okay, now let's talk about that, y'all, because y'all, we've we've went through a whole therapy session before we got to why I'm really here. But that's okay. (laughs) I love it, though. Um, (laughs) But I am here to promote my new film that's coming out May 5th, Arkansas, directed by Clark Duke, co-starring Liam Hensworth and Vince Vaughn and John Malkovich. I play a character by the name of Her, which was a very eclectic and weird character that I've never played before. We filmed in Alabama and Clark Duke do you know he was in the show as a kid two and a half men oh I didn't know he was on two and a half men I knew that uh I mean I I, I know Clark I, I I'm the first time I met him was after hot tub time machine and he's just he's a, a child he's, actor he's yeah but he and he's just a really funny guy and, a, and, and re, I remember him being really nice he's and awesome I was really excited when I saw like oh my god he's directing a movie and the movie looks fantastic. Yep. It's really good. Like I said, we filmed in Alabama. Um, I play this eclectic character by the name of her, who is Vince Vaughn's love interest. Um, and this film is kind of like, um, it's like, what, 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 what did Clark, how do you describe it? Um, it's like a dark comedy like Napoleon like Dynamite in the South, basically. Yes, exactly. Napoleon Dynamite meets drug trafficking in the South. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, the, I, I watched the trailer for it, and what I guess it was probably supposed to be at South by Southwest this year. Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I had another friend who was supposed to open her directorial debut was supposed to open South by Southwest. <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's going to just get canceled. Who would have thought? Like I, and I'm telling you, they held out for the last moment. I mean, I had my outfit. I was about ready to pack. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to Southwest by You always hear what a jamming weekend it is and experience it is. And I was like, oh my God, the fact that I'm going to be there with Liam Hensworth, Vince Vaughn, Clark Duke. Oh oh my God. A film with John Malkovich. Are you kidding me? Canceled? (laughs) <laughs> oh, man, some bullshit. I was pissed. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. It's just funny because it's like everyone is just, it is that like, are you fucking kidding me? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's just not, so it's not happening, you know, because that was the very beginning of, of it all. It really was. And I mean. At that time, I remember people being like, wait a minute, are you serious? Is this yeah. a reaction? And then after about a week, they were like, oh, okay. Actually, yeah, it was, it was probably good that they canceled that. Right. I mean, but when you think about, yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess you're going to make me think it's good. Well, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's not a it's great safe. situation. It's not a great situation for any, you know, but I do think that it, you know, I've been to, have you been to South by before? No, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's going to be my first time. Well, it is. Everyone is really smushed together because all these events happen kind of on this one strip of a few blocks that's all like bars and stuff. And so, you know, there was not a lot of possibility for social distancing in that, in that, because it, it really is just like, it's kind of like everyone's, crushed together and well, so. i've done uh what, what's it utah the, the you know where everybody goes sundance yes yeah, Sundan. i've done that before and that was awesome so i was so looking forward to this i really really was and um but anyway we'll be coming out may 5th on amazon uh blu-ray uh, we've got different ways that we're coming out that people can uh can still see the film yeah and uh you know, this feedback and the and the buzz for it has just been awesome. I mean, people are like, "Wow, I would have really loved to check that out." And and uh, gosh, Liam, he played a different type of character. Uh, Vince Vaughn, working with him, it was like, oh my gosh, my scenes that I got to do with him, I just was in awe. And uh, Clark did just such a wonderful job. Yeah, because he's in it too. He's yes, he yeah in it, which I think is a. I don't know how people are able to direct themselves and segment their brain between, you know, them as the actor and them as the sort of the the ringleader of of the production. He did. He was very organized, and can I tell you, the set was like, you know, some young directors or people coming in feeling like they got to feel themselves, you know, they can make, you know, other actors feel uncomfortable. The set was just like how he is so chill, 
So like, yeah, let's like do this. Okay, if that's not working, like let's figure it out. Let's rewrite that. Like he was just so, because he's an actor's director. So that made it a much more pleasant experience. Ah, so what you're talking about now is very interesting because I feel like it's kind of the theme of what we've been talking about the entire time, which is like flexibility, right? The ability yeah. to not be rigid, to be flexible, to sort of move with whatever happens. And that is something I think we should try to cultivate during this time. How do we become more flexible? Because you can be rigid, but then you break <laughs> in certain situations. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you do. The flexibility, like how how to stay flexible, how to be flexible, how to take things as they come. And a lot of young directors, you're right, they might be insecure, so they might think they have to over-control a set. So having the comfort uh, to be flexible, the confidence to be flexible, um, that's a, that is a whole separate thing to learn. It worked. And I just, I just feel bad for Clark just because his directorial debut with such an amazing cast, the fact that he was able to get these huge names for his directorial debut, you know, but all of us had a great time working with him. I guarantee you that if we do another film together, everyone would show up in a heartbeat. Well, but the thing is though, like it, it looks like this film is, is people are going to really like it. And so Clark has basically proven that he can do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, even though things aren't getting like theatrical releases right now, that doesn't mean that people aren't going to see it. And it also, he, he can take this, show this to other people to get financing. To oh, get, absolutely. You know, a, a, actors involved with whatever he does next. So I, I feel like it's in one sense, yes, it's a bummer, but in another sense, you guys still made this cool movie. It still is. It's still, you still prove that you did it. It's still out there, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it's still, like I said, getting a great buzz. So, you know, we just hope that when it comes out May 5th on demand, Amazon and Blu-ray, that people give him his his kudos because he did a great job. Listen, people are really trying to fill the time right now. So I think that there is a good chance that people will see it because, I, you know, I, I keep feeling like we're running out. As much content as there is, my wife and every night are like, what are we going to watch? <laughs> like, <laughs> Idea. What are you watching anything right now? Do you have time to watch stuff? So listen, y'all are gonna be so surprised because I don't everyone's like, oh, I'm catching up, I'm binge watching this. I have been binge watching the game show network family feud. Okay. Now which, which version like uh, with Steve Harvey on it? Steve Harvey's I, version. Got it. Steve Harvey, I watched uh, because I like trivia. I like to things that make me happy because when I watch acting, it just makes me get sad and I miss acting, you know? But I've been watching yeah. also Empire, which our final show will be on this Tuesday. Oh, I wow. play Cookie's older sister, the bougie bitch, Candace. And uh, so that's our six, our, 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 our final episode, six seasons. Wow. I've been on the show since season two. Uh, so I've watched Empire, and then every once in a while, uh, I- I'll watch something else. Like, I watched The Clark Sisters, which was produced by Queen Latifah, Missy Elliott, Mary J. Blige. This, I've watched it four times. So I haven't watched a lot, a lot of stuff. I've just, like I said, I, I watch CNN. I'm very politically active. I've been uh, campaigning for Joe Biden. And so those are kind of the things that I've been watching. And then every once in a while, I'll check over on ESPN and see what's anything happening. What are they t- I'm not a sports guy, so I don't really know. Like, what are they talking about on all the sports channels right now? What is there to talk about? Well, believe it or not, they're still uh, trades and teams. And then they're talking about this got canceled or how they're trying to figure out ways like the PGA. Did you know that the PGA, they're going to do the golf tournament, but without fans? Yeah, that, that was one. That's so funny you say that because I was talking to someone else and I, I was like, well, I think they could probably, you know, they could probably play tennis, which is naturally socially distanced without an audience and golf. They could play, you know, they could yeah, do yeah. without an audience. The, you know, I, I don't know if the golfers are going to carry their own bags or they're still going to have caddies. If the caddies are going to have to stay six feet away and toss them clubs. Yeah, like how do they do that? Well, they say, um, like you say, the whole six foot away or small groups of 10. So right. that, like you said, golfing because I my brother loves golfing and he lives in Atlanta and he's like oh yeah I got to golf this weekend I was like really he's oh like, wow yeah yeah so, but- so, and then you know they're trying to release things slowly but surely I just feel bad for like 
basketball and football where it's like stadiums and arenas that they're like, oh yeah, they're going to play. And they'll just do like behind the scenes of them going into the locker room and interviews. But I'm like, without fans, with fans or like the yeah, six man or 12 man. really need the energy of the crowd. Exactly. Not like golf, you know, I'm sure some of the golfers probably prefer to not have crowds of people standing around the green. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but, you know, it's just this weird period of adjustment. And, you know, it, again, we'll, we'll get... We'll get back. we will get through this. We will get through this and there will be stadiums full of people again. And 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 I hope that we're able to kind of remember some of the lessons that you know that will come out of this weirdness. Um and and we'll really appreciate it. Like, you know, so sports for you, like my world is kind of the Comic-Con world, and Comic-Con just officially got canceled today. <gasps> Comic-Con got canceled too. Oh yeah, yes. 250,000 people. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's it, you know, it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, well they can't have 100 and some thousand people all smushed together, you know, in July. So I understand it, but where my mind tries to go is but think of how excited people will be next year. Yeah, it sucks right now, but think about how special the next one will be when people are able to come together and the level of appreciation and community and excitement so i'm really trying to focus on those types of things instead of like trying you mourning too much what we've lost because you know honestly everyone's lo- you know everyone's losing a lot of stuff right now some people oh my their god lives. like so it, 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 it is that thing of like we will get back there and when we do think about how much we'll appreciate it that that to me is the hope at the end of the of the tunnel because time moves like you know, it's already mid-April, 2020. Like, it feels like, you know, how did that we're It's going to be September before anyone realizes it. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Oh, don't say that. Don't don't take me all the way to September. You just went right past my birthday. Hold oh, on. No, when's your birthday? July 30th. And I usually go to Jamaica with like 40 friends and we party like a whole weekend and get on a boat. And, well, maybe you'll go oh. with 10 friends. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you'll be able to do something. I'm sure you'll be able to do something. I'm going to probably, I'm going to be moving hopefully into my new house and I'm just probably going to have an LA party to be honest with you. Now the new house, was it because I love, I love house de- deco and renovation and stuff. Did you have to do any work to the house? Well, I bought the model home, which I was very fortunate, but I am going to gut it. I'm taking out all their stuff because, you know, they just kind of dress it. And I've already got the furniture picked up, my wallpaper and all that good stuff. So, you know, it'll be a work in progress, but it'll probably only take me about a month or so to finish it up. But I've got everything. Like I said, I would like do my little drawings and, and put things together. Like I enjoy doing stuff like that. I love decorating. I really do. It's probably why I've had so many homes. So I do. I love creating a new energy for myself. I usually live in my houses for about, live in my homes for about five years. And I'm like, okay, I'm bored. (laughs) And I've been very good. Real estate's been very good to me. That's been another thing that I've been smart as a businesswoman that I've been able to flip my homes and, and, and make good money doing it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it, you know, again, it, it, it really sounds like you had the right mindset and the right team of people because particularly when you started, people weren't necessarily, particularly actors, weren't necessarily thinking about themselves as industries or brands or it was just like you're an actor, 
show up, do your line, stand over there, you know. Oh, yes. They were walking, talking robots. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, I get it. You can say it. <laughs> well, that, that was just at that time. Everyone sort of was really, really only kind of allowed to do one thing, you know? Absolutely. There used to be a time that it's like, you know, television actors didn't do movies. Movie actors didn't do TV. That's all changed. Right, right, right. And so as people now... Are, are more accepted as like full, you know, full industries. I write books, I host this, I do that, I create this, I'm involved with this. You know, I mean, it just any more business advice that you can give to people who are starting out now, who maybe feel like, even though all these opportunities are, you know, available more than there were 20, 30 years ago, what types of advice would you give to people who are kind of trying to find their thing? Absolutely. The main advice that your girl Vivica A. Fox is going to give you, especially for the young ones, do the work. Mm -hmm. I know that you guys are so used to swiping this and getting things so quickly. A career that is worth having, that will have longevity, you have to do the work. Have versatility. Don't limit yourself. I always tell young actors, be able to sing, dance, and act, to be able to do drama, be able to do comedy, because you never know what the role may call for that day. You never know what role can lead to something that's on for six or seven years that goes into syndication that sets you for your life. Um, but you have to do the work. Take acting classes, classes, take dance classes, um, and always, always show up with an attitude of gratitude, be professional, be on time, and have respect. That's good. That That is really good advice, the, especially the last parts, too, because, you know, when you're so caught up in your own goals and your own, again, you're just focusing on yourself. And, it, you know, I think it can be easy for people sometimes to forget, like, oh, no, no, there are other people in the world. <laughs> yes, besides me, stop being so damn selfish. Yes, and that's what's so challenging is because this business really does, the entertainment business in particular, does sort of foster a me, me, me kind of a mentality. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, especially if you're the type of person that, that uh, is inspired to or whatever has to kind of carve their own way, how to not be selfish and remember like, yes, you, you are kind of making your own thing, but everything isn't always about you at the same time. It can be very easy to fall into the, to the trap. Absolutely. And then also I want to say this in, in, in uh, as well, that give back, don't be such a taker. Don't expect for everybody to me, 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 me. Like I'm always doing motivational speaking. Um, I make donations that I don't ask to, be publicized, give back to your community, support others. Um, it feels good to do for others because the community that builds and supports your career, you have to give back and nourish that as well. Right. Do you, do you mentor anyone or do you give talks Ooh. about kind Look, of like I do motivational speaking, but don't be trying to give me another job to mentor somebody because I ain't got time for that right now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got six godchildren, okay? That's who gets Oh my women. gosh. Yeah, because I didn't have children. So um, I have six God babies who uh, I just celebrated my one uh, goddaughter's birthday the other day. Like I said, I was like, give me a hug. I don't care. I take your Corona, Corona. Um, how, old, how old are <laughs> she's they? She's three. Her name is Princess Iman. If you go on my uh, Instagram page at Miss V Fox, you'll see that uh, I did a whole post for her and she was very popular for the day. And then I have another godson who, uh, before we started our interview today, I FaceTimed him and his mom. She's like, he's doing school. I was like, oh, I forgot. So I have to call him back at three when he gets out of school today. So I'm figuring out different ways to talk to my babies and make sure they're okay. Well, that's really sweet. I mean, it's it's been an absolute joy to talk to you. I, I really, I hope you get to do all of these things that, you know, that are involved with all the areas of interest that you have, because it seems to be pretty pretty vast. And, uh, and I do think there's a lot of opportunity out there for that. So I just, you know, I wish you all the best, like from the second, you. second you picked up and I could hear the, I don't know, there was just a really nice spring in your voice that was very uplifting. And Aww. especially during this time, I sincerely appreciate it because it immediately elevated my mood. <laughs> so, oh, good. I brought a little sunshine to your day. 
I hope, yes. You should do this. You should do this. But I was just like, oh my God, I just, I just, I just want this woman to get everything she wants. Like, I'm so very appreciative. Well, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I believe that if you put out good energy, you'll get good energy back, you know? Well, you're and right. Because it made me, made me, it made me more energetic. Like you, good. you actually caused that to happen. And so it's just a good lesson. And like how you walk the earth really does not only affect other people, but it also affects the outcome that comes back to you. Agreed. And we're going to pass that on to y'all listeners, y'all, during these difficult times. Just know that we will get through this, that there will be light at the end of the tunnel and that we just have to keep looking forward. This too shall pass and we're going to be okay. Well, I, uh, I people should listen to your podcast. And yes. Arkansas when it comes out May 5th. And um, yeah. and you can find me on Instagram at Miss V Fox and on Miss Twitter I'm at Miss Vivica Fox and right. for my podcast um, at Vivica Hustling uh, and let's see uh, check out Empire this Tuesday for the final episode uh, check out Arkansas coming out May fifth and to all those girls out there that need some good hair get you some Vivica Fox hair and go to the VivicaFoxHair.com. <laughs> That has been you. You're managing to stay really busy at a time when most people are not very busy. So, congratulations. You're welcome, and thank you so much for your awesome support. And keep smiling, my friend. I will. Thank you, Vivica. You take care. Stay safe and healthy. All right, darling. All right. Bye. The end. Bye. ID ten T scanning complete. Enjoy your burrito. Once upon a beat. Remember those stories and fables that would capture your imagination and you couldn't wait to see how they would unfold? And now, when you read them as an adult, you think some of these old tales could use a fresh spin. We have a perfect podcast to bring you the stories you remember, remix, and reimagine for the kids in your life today. Join me, DJ Fuse, and my trusty turntable, Baby Scratch, as we spin up new tales in the new kids and family podcast, Once Upon a Beat. Wondry and Tinkercast are bringing you a jam-packed, music-filled weekly party where hip-hop and fables meet. It's Once Upon a Beat. Follow Once Upon a Beat on the Wondry app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Once Upon a Beat early and ad-free right now by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app or Wondry Kids Plus in Apple Podcasts. Once Upon a Beat. <laughs>